She may be the face I can't forget, the trace of pleasure or regret, maybe the treasure or the price I have to pay. She may be the song that summer sings, maybe the chill that autumn brings, maybe a hundred different things within the measure of a day. Oops. That goes my voice. Good evening, Night Owls. How are you doing tonight? This is the Podcast of Misery and this is your host, Esdin Quay in Kuala Lumpur. Who deserves the last brownie? In the last brownie game, the person with the saddest life wins. I do not know whether there is a game like this in the real world. I first saw this game being played by a group of friends and love interests at a dinner party in the movie Notting Hill. They didn't give it a name, so I call it the last brownie game. So what happens is, they go around the table and each one tries to win by stating their sad situation. This guy Bernie, he works in a job he doesn't understand, he has no girlfriend, and he's getting a bit chubbier. Honey, a girl with this crazy red hair, has a low-paying job and thinks she's unattractive, and she's attracted to cruel men. Now Bella, Bella is a brunette, and she's disabled due to an accident. She can't have a baby. And William, who owns a bookshop, is, according to his friend Max, very unsuccessful professionally, divorced, used to be handsome, now kind of squidgy around the edges, and absolutely certain never to hear from Anna again after she's heard that his nickname at school was Floppy. Okay, this is a cute Richard Curtis movie, you know, so it's targeted at people who are very into this um, charming British um sort of self-deprecating cuteness. And then there is Anna Scott, played by Julia Roberts, the successful Hollywood movie star. She makes millions, but her beauty is not wholly natural. She has had plastic surgery, and not just once. She has had bad relationships, including a boyfriend who hit her. The tabloids report on everything, including her heartbreaks, and when she gets older, she said, My looks will go. They'll find out I can't act and I'll become a sad middle-aged woman who looks a bit like someone who was famous for a while. And then Max said, Nah, nice try, gorgeous, but you don't fool anyone and the mood was instantly broken. But let's let's break down the so-called misfortunes and look at the possible situations. I mean, the possible solutions. Okay, look, let's look at Bernie. I assume that he's got a well-paying job because he works in the city. And if he really wants to lose weight, he can get a trainer. He can afford to get a trainer. Or he can get a gastric bypass. And of course he can hire a stylist to do a makeover. Let's be honest, money gets you the girls. And don't tell me it doesn't. So I do not feel sorry for him. Honey. She probably has to go to therapy to address the issue of her being attracted to cruel men. But I'm thinking that with her bubbly personality, she should probably launch a vlog on the London life. And since she works in a record store, she can make recommendations and host discussions on what's current. I think she'd be a hit. 
Okay, William, let's get real here. Squidgy, unsuccessful, he owns a bookshop for goodness sake. That's like my dream business. And handsome he is, even if a bit squidgy, whatever that means. As for being divorced, well, he just needs to go for therapy and go on more dates. Yes, being divorced is hard. But at least he's not broke and he is handsome with those blue eyes and floppy hair. Come on, no way is he the saddest act. Anna. Oh, Anna. Oops, sorry, wrong song. Anna. A Hollywood actress earning millions? Yes, so she was abused by an ex. That's messed up, but here's the key word. Ex. She got out of it. Any sad person with millions in the bank is not the saddest act. You can, again, because you can afford it, go for therapy. Or perhaps retail therapy. You can travel several times around the world because, again, you can afford it. And perhaps after that, write a best-selling memoir and make even more millions. After all, you know, Julia Roberts, you acted in Eat, Pray, Love. I mean, Anna Scott, you should channel Eat, Pray, Love. Elizabeth Gilbert. And plastic surgery, well, isn't that what you need to do in Hollywood? I mean, I don't approve of it, but you know that's going to happen when you get into the business in Hollywood. And if people do not remember you in your golden years, you have your millions. Set up a charity or something to make yourself feel better. I would totally, totally give that last brownie to Bella because even if you have millions in the bank, you might still not find a medical solution to cure your disability. There is nothing worse than having to depend on other people to move around, to go to the toilet. That loss of independence must be devastating. And then to discover that you can't have a baby, you can't give your husband his own child to carry on the family line, and this is due to your medical condition, is that not reason to be miserable? And no matter how much he says he loves you, you surely would have some sort of insecurity, especially about other able-bodied w- women that he works with, meets socially or even fleetingly glances at. You're only human after all. But seriously, if you're well off and your husband loves you madly, treats you well, you can adopt, can't you? I mean, if you really want to raise a child, if you really want to love a child, you can adopt. There are so many children out there that need parents. I know it sounds careless to say this, but I believe a large part of our miserable situation can be solved with money. If you want to lose weight and you can't afford to go to the gym, you can jog or take the stairs. But if you don't have a job, if you don't have money, you don't have enough to eat, you're homeless because you can't pay the rent, that is definite cause for misery, isn't it? Without a little help, a little luck, you might be stuck forever in this never-ending cycle of poverty. Even if you're depressed, but you can hold down a job because you're taking, you know, medicine, um, you have a chance of inching yourself out of this dire situation. And that is why I say, if you have money, even a little bit, you can move forward inch by inch. (laughs) 
All of the people at this Notting Hill dinner party have jobs, at least at that moment. I'm not sure if Bella has a job, but she has a lovely house, and that means she and her husband are definitely not poor, or even, as they say in the UK, working class. They have what is called first world problems, or perhaps upper middle class problems, and they should all cut that last brownie into tiny pieces and share it. What this scene says to me is this, everyone has problems, even millionaires and attractive people. But you cannot say that my problem is bigger than yours because we do not know how that person feels. We cannot measure the intensity of another person's emotions using our own yardstick. After watching this movie, I had always wondered about this emotional yardstick. Who is more miserable than me? Does my depression, my teenage angst, my feelings of worthlessness matter less than someone who has been abused, raped or perhaps maimed in a civil war? Should I feel thankful or grateful that at least I have a roof over my head, food in my fridge, that I should not give in to my feelings of misery? If I cannot get out of bed and my bed is a luxurious four-poster with bedding made of expensive Egyptian cotton, because I just feel like shit, should anybody feel sorry for me? Should they tell me to compare myself to the homeless man sleeping on a cardboard sheet under the pedestrian bridge in the city? There was an article I read a long time ago, and this is when I was single and clueless about relationships and marriage, about a successful CEO, a woman who seems to have everything, including an equally successful husband, Everybody said they were the perfect couple and thought that she had the perfect life. She's this tough and no-nonsense woman who commands respect in the boardroom. But when she gets home, she becomes a wreck, sometimes relying on alcohol to get her through another explosive argument with her husband. Sometimes she'd fall to the marble floor of her immaculate kitchen, sobbing like a child. And this is a true story, okay? Reading this, I wonder, why doesn't she just leave? Why doesn't she get up and leave? She has the money after all. If she has the energy to get up every morning, put on her battle armour of expensive makeup and Chanel suits, and face her thousand plus staff and competitors who probably wants a job, can't she channel that energy into divorcing a man that makes her miserable? I mean, if you have money to get things done, it's not that half the battle won. But years later, after I've seen a bit more of the world, experienced a bit more of the complexity of life and living, I understand that some things take time. It's not easy to achieve clarity, even if to the observer the solution is clear. Take Wendy Williams for example, you know I used to um, watch her uh, show on YouTube and she actually stayed with her husband who had cheated on her for a long time until I think um, last year was it this year that she uh, finally uh, divorced him because his mistress um, got pregnant and had a baby and they weren't very private about it you know um, so she couldn't take that anymore um, but it took her years sometimes when you are stuck in your own world 
in your own misery, you cannot see the forest for the trees. You know there's a way out, but you don't know how to get there. There may be many paths to choose, but which one? When you're depressed, you cannot think clearly. And so it's not just a matter of having money or not. If we compare ourselves with someone who has nothing, we should feel ashamed, embarrassed. But like I said, we cannot compare another person's misery to ours by using a universal yardstick. Sometimes there are valid medical reasons for feeling blue, for being depressed, for being unhappy, and this can affect anyone regardless of financial or socioeconomic background. And for this reason, we should try to be kind and not be judgmental. She may be the beauty or the beast, may be the famine or the feast, may turn each day into a heaven or a hell. So, who do you think deserves the last brownie?